everybody, and welcome back to the Come Play Podcast, episode 13. Episode, we're all here today. Uh, say what's up, everybody. Oh. What's up, everybody? Why did you say hey. episode twice? Did I? Yo, it's... You said episode 13 episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't noticed. Right. Hot start, boys. All right. Um, yes, yeah, so we're back for episode, episode, episode thirteen. Uh, and uh, pucks in deep, pucks in deep, pucks in deep. I say pucks in deep. Yeah. Uh, we are starting off as always this episode with uh, Zach. Zach's thought of the week. Uh, let's hear it. All right. This one this week is not too heated. So Damn. when you have a dipping sauce, do you scoop it or do you just dip it? Oh, oh, dip. I like. See, um, I don't like. I don't really like dude, having too much sauce. I am. I don't. I don't want to like scoop it. Too much it, sauce. It, de- um. it, de- it depends. <laughs> it depends for me. Like, if it's Chick Fil A sauce, I am scooping the ever living nah. shit. Pretty yeah. much any kind of honey mustard, I scoop. Any kind of ranch, I scoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about pretty like, much everything? Actually, I'm just a scooper. I'm a sauce I, scooper. I'm a scooper too. It, it depends. Like, so if, like, say I'm eating wings and I usually get, like, blue cheese or whatever, like, I'll dip because I don't want to, like, slather it, but I want, like, just enough on it. But, like, if I'm eating some Chick fil A fries or, like, some chips and salsa or something, I'm, I'm scooping the fuck out of it. That's just me personally. I mean, uh, you got to get that motion, bro. You got to get that. Yeah, you got one big old swoop, right? Like, you're some, right. Yeah, one big old swoop. You got to come in, you know, on, like, a, I would say, like, a 90 degree angle. And just come <laughs> right back up. You're making basically uh, uh that uh basically basically to making me, a, a mathematical graph. To <laughs> me, food is basically just a utensil used to eat sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think me and you might feel the same way about that. Like I'm a big big sauce guy. Okay, um, big, big sauce guy. guy. Yeah, big sauce All right, guy. Big sauce guy. So, so uh, you're a wing eater, right? Oh, uh, love wings. Oh, so what's your what's your what's your pick? Like what? What's what sauce like? Uh, for wings, blue cheese. Okay. But like, I'm more of a ranch. Like, I'm a. I like ranch on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I mean, this might just be bad, but like, I'm a. I like mayo too. Like, I'll have like. like with with fri- wings or no? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, I'll have like fries and then I was about like to say that's mayo. kind of a savage thing to eat. Oh, like wings. that's hot take right no, there. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, like I'll have I like fries and have, have uh, mayo. I like mayo like, a lot, but not yeah, fries. Mayo and ketchup together, right? That fancy sauce. Come on. Oh, oh yeah. my God. That's some scoopable stuff right there. <laughs> Me and Tyler know somebody who every day in elementary school would take all the condiments and mix them together on his tray. Dude, fancy <laughs> sauce is legendary. It's uh, it, 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 like that, like, legitimately grossed me out. <laughs> like, this dude had ketchup, mustard, ranch. This dude was a freak. Like, Jesus. Uh, well. Yeah, you can't mix them all together. Yeah, no, that's no. what he did. Well, he, well, he did it. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, he did it every damn day, like, without fail. Uh, yeah, no, Lord, I mean... Lord knows when he's actually dipping into it. All right, so, Brindy, <laughs> what's your pick here? Saucer, or, excuse me, scoop or dip? I've always been more of a dip kind of guy, because, like, I'm not really... I'm not really into, like, wings and stuff that much. Um, But, like, whenever I am using dipping sauce, like, I kind of just see dipping sauce as like kind of like a little extra flavor and not oh, entirely, fuck my pizza. and not like an entirely like different taste. You know what I mean? Like just I just want like that kind of like extra bit of flavor. That's all. Extra tang. 
See, yeah, that that's that's exactly like what Zach said though, like, even though it was kind of a joke, like uh, you know, having like food is just like what'd you say? Food is just like uh you're basically like just excuse eat... to get sauce. Yeah, yeah exactly. Essentially. Like like that's the difference. Like I don't know, like yeah, I'm definitely definitely a scooper. But I, I just have a quick question to go off something because some people think I'm crazy for this. Like I'll dip pizza in like ranch. Is that crazy? Not weird. Not really. No. Okay. That's a big southern thing. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not from the yeah. south. Holy but, you know, shit! Up in the north, we do. calling. Yeah. That, that <laughs> night. Yeah. yeah. you got to move south. Um, move south. Might, be, might not be a big thing up north, but I know that a lot of people do that down here because he's done that for years. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, like I've done that for a long time. I don't know. Yeah. I we're also like crazy will, over ranch down here. I, I will literally see people like roll up their pizza and just shove the whole thing yeah. in like a <laughs> ranch that, or something. That's pizza literally ranch burrito. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's literally what I do. It's like okay, pizza's covered in ranch. Okay, but I, now I ha- now I have to ask this to throw the topic of pizza: pineapple or no? No, no. no. Oh. So okay, I'm not oh, gonna. Right, no, 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 no. We back, can't even back. get into this. We can't even get into this. <laughs> no, 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 hold, on. hold on. Let me just like say, like I'm not. I've only had it like once, and it was years ago. All I'm gonna say is, I think people are like way over dramatic about it. I'm not saying I like it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's not. It but, didn't add that much. I mean, I actually thought it was okay, but like, I mean, I I'm like on the fence about it. Like, I don't, I can't I, even like get into this. So I just have a whole debate, like, <laughs> just release <laughs> my two cents on this. No, I mean, like I said, like I don't. It's it's not great, but it's not bad. Like, it's just okay. But like, people are way over dramatic on this. I, like I would insane. say let's let's replace the whole, I, I, I the debate on pineapple is cool and all. But my biggest debate would be whether or not anchovies belong in the motherfucker. Oh. I can not stand them. No, that's the oh anchovies. Are God, just, dude. God, we need to move on. Before so really, really quick before we move on, I'm just saying on Twitter, I'm adding like a third option. I'm, I'm putting dip it, scoop it, or dunk it. Okay. Is that people a commercial? Is it like Probably. a commercial? Probably. Or no, that was definitely like a college walk where it was like, uh, the dunker. Oh yeah, there. Right. Yeah, it's a ah, dipping and it. dunking is the same thing. I'd argue. No, it is not. One is just slightly more extreme. But like, hold on, hold on. Like a dip, I feel like is like you kind of like barely touch it, and you kind of do that like double tap thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. And then like dunking is like you're smashing that thing in there. Right? Like, you, <laughs> right. you got the rotation. Yeah, it's like getting your toes in the water versus being waist deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's move on. I like mm-hmm. it. All right, we're gonna move on to our uh, our sports talk this week, which has just been lackluster to say the least. Uh, the one thing that did happen early in the week, it might have actually been last week. I'm not sure, but the uh, Karis Levert injury. Um, I'll, I'm sure everybody has seen it at this point. It was uh, nasty. Um, Good news about it, at least, is that uh, surgery would not be needed. It is a dislocated foot, and they actually plan—not uh, plan—but there's a chance he could return uh, to the court um, at the end of the season sometime, which is crazy after seeing that injury. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of 
you know, we've seen injuries like this in the past on uh, on the court. Um, obviously, the infamous Kevin Ware uh, for Louisville uh, a couple years ago in the the tournament. Uh, Paul George. Um, I, I I don't know if that was a preseason game or something. I can't even remember that. You're talking about like, Paul George. Yeah, that's right. That, that was, yeah, sorry. I was yeah. like kind of half listening. It was a <laughs> USA basketball game. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, I thought it was like some preseason thing or something. Okay. Uh, so what was your guys, uh, when you've seen this video, I mean, what was your guys' first take on this? Because it, it looked nasty. Just flashbacks, Kevin Ware. That's like the immediate yeah. reaction, man. Like anytime I see like a leg go down like that, like the only thing I think of is this is an injury like Kevin Ware. You never, ever, ever, ever want to see this. I can't even, I, I did. I would never want to be in that position. I was watching that Kevin Ware game live and I just yep. seen so did I. that I did not need to see. <laughs> we uh, rewinded it. We rewinded it because we were having, we had family over and uh, we, we were freaking out because of what we just saw. And then we're coming like, what, 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 what? We're showing them, but then like the whole family, like even those not even interested in basketball are death around the TV watching this guy just shatter his leg. Yeah. I'm also like one of those, like, like that was to the extreme, but like I'm one of those guys, like, like I don't really want to see injuries. Like, like I'm talking like when they do like the Ooh. slow motion rewind and you see like fucking like legs being twisted and stuff like that. Like I just don't want to if see If I remember, that. they they didn't do it with Kevin Ware for obvious reasons. Oh, um, they, they were like censoring it out because, like, it was yeah. So I, I don't because you could literally see his bone. That's why. <laughs> yeah, because I knew that. I don't think they could do a full on replay. I think they made a show the beginnings of, from what I remember anyway. The broadcast I remember watching, they just held on a lot of the players' reactions, which I'm sure you can tell was just <laughs> what the yeah. fuck. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm 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 happy, and I was really I. I thought he did so much worse. I thought he just blew his leg up, but now he has the uh, opportunity to return at the end of the season. It quite honestly, like watching it in like real time, like from like the broadcast view, it didn't seem like that bad. But like obviously, like slowing it down, it was like, oh, like yeah, yeah, he's done. But it's mm-hmm. it's nice to hear like he. It's nice to hear that like it's not like extremely severe and like he could be back like by the end of the season. Right. I mean, um, I, it, it it just looked terrible, man. That's all I think. Like even in real time, I thought I, was, I mean that 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 shit hurts. You landed dead on your ankle. Like, yeah, it, it's unfortunate too because he's having a, a really good season. Um, mm-hmm. he's one of the. Uh, I mean, he. I, I remember him from his days at Michigan. Uh, obviously, one of our best players if he made it to the league. But um, yeah. Uh, he he's kind of you know I think um. Well, and something that never got released, me and uh, Brendy were talking about how with the Nets starting rotation this year, there's kind of a lot of guys that need to step up. Like they, they have a lot of guys in the same skill range, but they, um, you know, some guys have to step up, and he has. Uh, he's averaged uh, 19 points this year. Um, yeah. Entering that game. Um uh, so he's had a really, you know, breakout year, and it's uh, it's unfortunate to see that. And again, I know I always talk about Michigan, but it's uh, my love there. Uh, no, nah, I mean he was a Michigan guy, and uh, never want to see it. Uh, but I know the Michigan family, uh, all the guys kind of reached out and uh, all, you know, sent stuff to him, and so uh, it's good to see that it wasn't as bad as we uh, first expected. But uh, yeah. 
it was just uh not not great to look at. Right. Um, sad to see. Yeah. Uh and we will move on to uh what the fuck is going on with Markel Fultz? Oh my god, I <laughs> so this guy uh, like he did he just forget how to play basketball? Like I I'm like that's that's what just happened. Like he he forgot how to shoot a basketball. But but it, it it's the weird thing. Like everyone says that, but it's like that's what got him drafted. Like that's what's why he's the number one pick is because of how good his shot was. Yeah, I mean, so I so there's a. Uh, I mean, you know, if you had watched the game, you would have seen this. But there's a video that I don't know who exactly posted it. Uh, posted it, but basically, um. Like there's like House of Highlights put out something. Uh, this was against the Heat uh, on November twelfth. Uh, basically, if you haven't seen the video, Fultz steps up for a free throw and kind of just like does this. He, well, th- okay, so yeah, there was that. So like he had one game where he literally pump faked the shot. Then you have this game where he's like, like. I don't. How do you even explain? He's it? doing like a shimmy uh, pump fake. <laughs> he's doing. Yeah, exactly. He's like. He's he's like putting. He's basically shimming the ball up to his his shooting hand to be able to shoot. And uh, it, it's something that I like. What What are you doing? Like, are you are you this much in in your head that uh that that something like this happens? Like, I don't I don't get it. Um, well, let me let me watch this real quick and then I'll. I'll uh, give my roast. Skip, skip, skip to about thirty seconds in of that video that I linked. Yeah, it's 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 just it. There, there's something. So what it looks like it, this this case it was really weird because it, in in this case it looked like the for I'm talking about the um um not the one that you linked, Brendy. The the one that just happened recently. Yeah, um, there's two. Right, yeah. So the so the I'm talking about the lot the most recent one where he was like kind of juggling the ball in his hands before throwing it up. It looks like that's what his like you know, everyone does like a, a pre thing before they shoot. Like like, you know, when I played it was one, two, pick up, one, two, shoot. Right? So like, this that's, is what it looks like thing. to me. I mean this is what it looks like to me. It looks that. like Looks like he's raising up to shoot the free throw. And he's like, "Wait, my arms aren't working." Oh, just kidding. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, why, you have, why'd you put you know, on your accent there? Oh, not working. Yes. <laughs> um, Only so, for Marv Albert. Yep. You gotta watch the other one that was linked earlier in the week, Zach, because it's worse than that one. Oh um, wait, I, I've got it right here. Yeah, it's it's so it's so bad. Like I I, I don't I don't get it. Like. It's against the Jazz. Yeah, like this is his quote-unquote routine. But like, how does anybody even come up with this? Um, in case it was one of what we're exactly looking at, it's his free throw against the Heat that was on November twelfth, and this was against the Hornets yesterday. No, it was the Jazz. Oh, uh, jazz, sorry. Couple, couple okay. Ago, so, yeah. quick question for you guys: Have mm-hmm. you ever played Foursquare? Yes. No. Yes. Okay. No, Ty, you definitely have. Well, so there, so there was yes, I have. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, so there was this there was this rule in Foursquare. It was kind of like optional. Uh, it was called pop. It was called popcorn. That's telling very much of a rule there. No, no, no. It was called it was called popcorn. It's like a house rule. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And basically the popcorn rule was like you could kind of like bo- like bobble the ball in your hands as long as you weren't holding it. Mm-hmm. Um but it it was it was like whoever was king like decided whether popcorn was allowed or not. Um and uh that's kind of what Markel Fultz looks like he's doing. He's like yeah. playing, playing fucking popcorn at the free throw line. <laughs> I you know I I there's been there's no one's gonna ever know the answer on what exactly happened to him. No one's gonna ever know. Like, you know, some people are blaming him getting in his head, which is possible. Some are blaming whatever that personal coach he worked with is, and that's also possible too. That's my theory, anyway. I, I think, think it's that, the, I think it's that coach. I think it is too, but I have no proof about it. Like, it just there there was there was something weird about them too from the get go. Like, even before <laughs> this really all started happening, like the fact that he was working with this guy and was so like religiously following this guy. That something seemed off, but like I'm, I'm confused of what exactly he taught him. Like that's the thing here. Like what exactly is he teaching him? He's like, okay, hey, you know that shot that got you the number one pick? Let's change it. Let's <laughs> let's, let's let's change that free throw shot just because you know I really want to mess up your career. Like how do you possibly teach something like that to somebody? Top so, comment on the YouTube video says, "I want that animation so on." So unless he comes back, <laughs> so unless he comes back after he like retires or something in like a book, like it's called, it'll be called "What Happened," and <laughs> uh, if I did it, um, and it, it, and he'll talk and, like some traumatic event happened or something. Like I don't know, but Dude, I would go to his book signing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can't. I can't blame him right now, especially with all of it, because. He knows damn well, and maybe he knows too much that when he gets on the charity line, he has all the eyes in the fucking NBA on him at that line, like every yeah. single time. And I know, like in the game, you're you know you're kind of, you're supposed to be you know be trained to kind of kind of tear that stuff out, but sometimes you just can't, especially with how much buzz he's had with this for 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 you know the past year or so, how many interviews he's done. Or avoided, how many um, you know articles are written? Like he's not stupid. I keep saying the players are not stupid. They know what's being said out there. So you know he just he's either way in his own head and just that's the result, or there is something really wrong with his muscle memory. Yeah, I um, I know I've talked to you guys about this before, and I and I might like I might have talked about it on the podcast. So I'll just say it quickly. The infamous thing I remember about Fultz is when he was dealing with that shoulder injury, I'm watching mm. the Philadelphia news, and they're like, um, you know, they're doing a piece on Fultz, and they're like, oh, he's getting back. You know, he's he's progressing. He's shooting a lot better. Um, and as they're talking over this, they're showing a video of him. He is no more than he, – he's basically under the rim, uh, he, you know, no more than four feet away from the rim, and he shoots and airballs it. And that's uh, what the video they were talking about over him, them saying, oh, he's progressing and stuff like that. Totally uh, with, progressing. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess the, you know, everybody's talking about him being a bust and stuff like that. Um, is this something you guys can see him turn around? I mean, this is, uh, we've, I mean, you know, we've seen bust in the past, but this is like, he literally, it just, like I said, it looks like he forgot to play basketball. Is this something you think he can turn around and, you know, I don't. I don't even. I was gonna say like live up to be the number oh. one pick, but at this point, just be able to like be a you know play basketball at 
you know, the way he's supposed to again. <laughs> he's he's interesting to me because so all right, you know, we, we, we haven't really talked about it yet, but 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 Butler being signed to the seventy sixers in a trade, you know. Yeah. So so he's he's with the Sixers now, right? And um that puts Fultz a little bit on the hot seat here, right? So because now he's he's um you know, Butler's being looked at as as essentially his replacement and deservedly so, really. Um, so at this point, I, I gotta wonder if the office is looking for something for Fultz. Now, the original thought is, okay, who would take Martel Fultz with the issues he's having right now? I would argue that um, if there's a, if there's a deal going to be made for him, you know, people are looking at him and dude, if he turns this around, he's gonna be good. Yeah. Like, there's a reason he was the number one pick. Like, there's a reason. Um, and when his shot is on, it's on. Over LeVar Ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. oh, sorry, uh, not, not LeVar, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, well, uh, fucking, yeah. 50-year-old return to the NBA. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking of, the like, all the Ball brothers at the same time and their fucking dad. So Alonzo, <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah. I, I, so, it, I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of, like, memes going around, like, of, uh, you know, the Sixers get Butler, and and they're showing like, you know, people saying uh, what Markel Fultz is thinking. But like, um, I don't know. I mean, I think he, this guy he he's got the potential. Like, you can't. I don't think you can give up on a number one pick as quickly as you know. Wow. Like, I know they're getting. He's getting a lot of uh, a lot of hate. But I mean, I might be in the minority here, and you know, I watch as much Sixers as I can, and I've been watching a lot recently with what's going on with Butler and stuff like that getting traded there. But I actually don't like besides like the videos you see with him in the free throw line, like I actually like he's, he's been getting better. Like he's been, in my opinion, he's been playing better overall. Like his game is starting to progress. Like I know a lot of people are talking negative, negatively about him, but like, you know, if you're, you're, you're also seeing the stuff like everybody wants you to see, like in game, he's actually been getting better. Um, I don't think you can give up on a guy this quickly. Uh, yes, this is one of the craziest things I've seen um, in in sports with like a guy just forgetting how to shoot. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I think you just got to give it time, and uh, you know, if he works out, you got a a starting five that would be some you know like it would be like Fultz, uh, Reddick. Uh, Embiid, Simmons, and Butler somehow. Like, it would be something in that range. I mean, I, I don't know. They probably saw Fultz coming off the bench, but something like that. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got to get big men out there. But, yeah. Um, it, I mean, look, I mean, look at, at the numbers. He's, he's at least touching the damn ball. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's got, he had a couple double-digit games here and there and points-wise. Uh, he's got some uh, decent rebound numbers. Um Few assists here and there. I mean, at least he's, he's getting his hands on the ball. It's just a matter well, of like, him being I, like the point I said, scorer. They know he is. Yeah, like I said, actually watching the game, I think he's he's progressing. It's just everybody's kind of hating on him at this point. But yeah, for uh, for Philly's sake, um, yeah, I hope. I mean, for our sake too. I hope he turns around because not only did they pick him number one, they also moved up to get him. Like this could set them back a lot if. Uh, if he doesn't work out, um, but yeah, uh, don't get something uh, to me. It feels like that even if they do decide, like, all right, we're gonna kind of dump them here, see if we can give them somebody else. 
Um, I feel like they'll still get something for him. Maybe Why? not what they think Barkel Fultz should have been, but definitely something. Like, they'll get something just based on, like, he has the potential to be this, but, like, they won't get, like, what they should. Like, no. they won't get a fair value kind of thing because he just hasn't shown right. anything. Right. Um, I agree. All right. We move away from basketball to uh, touch on us on what is breaking news on this Sunday, essentially. Uh, Joe Flacco is out for the Ravens, so that means Lamar Jackson – um is uh he's he's gonna be playing today against the Bengals. Uh we've seen him throughout the season doing a bunch of fucking I don't even know what's happening. Like I, I think me and Brundy actually had a discussion on this off air uh, a couple of days ago. I think it was me and Brundy, um basically talking about how uh like whenever he's in He's not throwing the ball. He's running an option. He's doing some reverse bullshit. Like, you know, you have to have that threat of throwing the ball. Well, he's going to be tested this week. Like, obviously, we know he's a quarterback. He can throw it. But, like, every time he comes in or he's coming to the games this year, they haven't thrown it. They've done some option with him where he's running it or the running back's running it, whatever. It's, it's really like John Harbaugh is just, like, completely rewriting his script. I think yeah. it's a, I think it's a, uh, a mental thing. Um, it, it's it's to kind of throw the uh, defense off a little bit because well, like there's that, a quarterback, there's a second string quarterback. Okay, what's he gonna do? Well, like that's the thing. It's the same thing with the Saints with uh, Taysom Hill. Like when they come, like they obviously can throw at their quarterbacks, but whenever they come in, they never have the threat of throw. Like I guess the threat's there because they're quarterbacks, but there hasn't been one play this year where they've thrown it out of when they've come in. So like. Like, I don't know. It's just, you know, it was just something me and Bernie were talking about. But anyway, yeah, Lamar Jackson will play. Um, he is, uh, I believe he'll be the, uh, you know, out of the first round picks this year for QBs, he'll be the last one to start. Um, I'm trying to think. You got Rosen starting for Arizona. You got Darnold. Allen was playing. Um, Baker Mayfield. Um, so, yeah, I think he would be the uh, the last one to start. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, Cincinnati. Uh, I think that game is in Cincinnati. I want to say. Maybe I have not. a I'm question. I'm not sure. Okay, go ahead. Are we looking at a Dak Prescott situation? What, like, oh, with him? I, well, but like Lamar Jackson is supposed to be that Flacco replacement. Like, so like. Right. Right, but like, is it going to be the, the? It comes earlier than they thought. Yeah. By the way, just. Uh, that game's in Baltimore, by the way. Uh, just to correct myself, but um, <laughs> I, yeah. Flacco has gotten a lot of flack. But um, get the fuck off the stage. Um, no, he, but he's gotten a lot of shit uh, over the past years, and deservedly so. His numbers haven't been great, but uh, this year he's actually played really well, and um. You know, I think a lot of people were expecting Lamar Jackson, you know, maybe, you know, come in this year and then and play under Flacco and then uh, get some reps and then maybe do something next year or the year after where he starts. But uh, but Flacco's played really well this year um, and has, uh, you know, brought brought him to brought the Ravens, I should say, to a better record than I think most people expected, except maybe Bobby, um, you know, with the, that playoff call. But um, but no, I think uh, you know, he'd have to do something really special today. You know, like throw for you know three hundred yards, um, three touchdowns, like, and then like hat like 
to, you know, if if Flacco's fully healthy next week, um, you know, you have to play him without his play this year. Like like I said, Lamar Jackson has to do something really special to do that. Um, and you know what? It's possible with how bad Cincinnati's defense played last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, it's interesting. You know, I, like I said, they've done. They, he's played a lot this year with the with the options and stuff like that they've been running, but nothing throwing wise. So we'll kind of see how that works this year. Um, but yeah. Kind of excited for him, honestly. Uh, yeah, I wanna, it's, yeah, you know, it's always nice to see. You, it's the future of our league. Like the NFL is a quarterback league, and uh, mm-hmm. there's, you know, this this past draft class with the NFL with quarterbacks is, you know, one of the one of the best ones we've seen in a while, or, or projected at least, with uh, mm-hmm. Darnold and Mayfield and um, you know Rosen and and all those guys. So uh, right. yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be something to to watch out for with him. And, uh, you know, he had a great career at Louisville. So we'll see how that kind of progresses for him. We move on to uh, some NHL talk. This one is a uh, – it's interesting, and I'll get to it in a second. But Tom Wilson was suspended in the preseason for a hit on Oscar Sundquist. In uh, was, the preseason. Yeah. Just want to point so, this out. Yeah, and and we all know uh, Tom Wilson. Uh, he gets a lot of shit, rightfully so. Like he does a lot of things, and he got uh, it was a twenty game, right? Uh, it was twenty or twenty one. I forget. Twenty one, I think. It was a twenty one game suspension, um, that he got uh for the for the hit uh on Sunquist, and uh, last week. Uh, it was reduced to 15 games, uh, and which at that point he was uh, able to return immediately because it was after the 15th game. Uh, so he's back, and uh, obviously people upset about that. Now, the, the thing I want to bring up, which is very interesting about this story, and I want to get the arbitrator's name if I can, but this is the same arbitrator. So it's a neutral arbitrator uh, for these things, and... It's the same arbitrator that reduced the uh, suspension on the uh, Austin Watson suspension with the domestic violence uh, or domestic dispute thing. Uh, it's the same ar- arbitrator that did that. Actually, can you guys, uh, Bobby, can you look it up for me? It's like, I yep. think the name is like Shah, like, I know the last name is Das. It's D-A-S. I think it's like Shaheem Das. I don't know much about them. Uh, but yes, the, the thing I wanted to mention about this is again, this is the second one where it's been a re- reduction and the NHL isn't happy about this one either. Um, but the arbitrator who did it is the same one that reduced. Shai, uh, I, I, pardon me trying to say this and not butcher it. Shyam Das. Okay. I, yeah. I am Das. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say it's like, Sha- yeah, something like that. So Shyam Das. Yes. Sha- yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Wait, but what yeah. is it, Tyler? I don't know. Sha, 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 no, uh, Shaham Das. I don't know. I don't know. I, that's his name. S H Y A M D A S D A S. Is it even a guy? I don't even. I, 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 I Shaham Das. Couldn't freaking tell you to be. Quite honest, but let me look anyway. Yeah, let's, uh, keep going, keep going. I got no, this. No, I, I will. I just, I, I'm interested because, 
again, like if it was one case, that's fine. But this is the second case where uh, a suspension has been reduced. I Jesus, um, I'm not finding him. Um, i right now. <gasps> wait, wait, wait oh, okay. a second. Hold on. We got. Are we gonna have some juicy? Is stories this the right same now? guy? Yeah. Hold so on. I'm no, 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 no. I found another incident. Hold on. Okay. Okay. If I'm reading this correctly, he worked for the MLB. Uh, okay. So for so this, I'm looking at an article from May fifteenth, twenty twelve, on ESPN, and it says ML, MLB fires arbitrator Cheyenne Das. Major League Baseball management has fired Cheyenne Das, the arbitrator who over, overturned Ryan Braun's drug suspension in February. Oh. <laughs> oh, is this real? Is the same guy? Has I, to be, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, with a name like that, has to be. That's what really the... interesting. Wow, huh. that's yes. interesting. So, let me see if I find any more. I, I, this is juicier than we thought it was. Yeah, I'm like I said, I, Dear I, God. I remember the name from that the Austin Watson suspension. Like I, I remember that very clearly with the same one. I didn't know that. I mean, like I said, it, it, it's a neutral arbitrator, so uh, I I mean, it's not surprising that he... I, I'm assuming it's he. It might be a she. I I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> again, with a name like that, but whoever they... Uh, I'm, I'm assuming they work for other uh, leagues and stuff like that if, you know, they're working for the NHL, but that's uh that's interesting. It's not something that uh I expected uh to talk about. But yeah, like I just don't I don't get it. <laughs> like I, I really don't like this guy is a repeat offender. Uh we know everything about this guy. Tom Wilson this is I'm talking about. Like we know that the incidents he's had, the head hunting, uh he does it in the pre <laughs> as Bobby said, the pre season. Season, um, it's just ridiculous. And then you know, and, and I don't know. It's worse. Like I'm gonna go with like Austin Watson. Like this guy had a domestic case, and that got reduced as well. So, um, right. this is yeah. weird. This is so weird. Uh, according to another article I'm reading, he uh he also had time in the NFL. Can't find anything notable on that. But th- what in the hell? Um, guys all over the place. If I can, okay. So if I'll, I'll get back on on track here because this really isn't totally about the arbitrator. Um, I I know this guy obviously has a very 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 uh, questionable history uh, with his with the their calls, but um, I that hit was terrible. Yeah, that hit was terrible. Like I, I I'm always. For, and, I, and I said this when we were doing the hot take episode, right? Like, I mean, I was about to, I was talking about the NFL then, but you know, I, I I try to give every player the benefit of the doubt with with, with hits like this because to me, it's like everyone's so quick to kind of call on it, and I guess you kind of have to with the, with the state of, of 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 both games this time around. You know, concussions being treated uh, a little bit differently. We'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this hit was one of those where it's like, what in the hell were you going for? Like, you went, like, shoulder up on this guy's head. 
Yeah. Uh, I, dude, I don't know. And this guy's a repeat offender. Like, I don't see exactly what six ga- the, the, the six-game reduction was really for. So I, I, got, I quite don't get I, it. I got an argument for you guys here. Um, All right. Or a question. You know, there, there's been some suggestions from around uh, the NHL world after this um, suggesting essentially that a player should be suspended for as long, like if they injure somebody, for as long as the player is out with injury. Oh. I, I mean, that, I that that is, that is such a problem. So. That is such a that is such a problematic way of doing it. Like I, 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 I'm just proposing the question because, like I said, that's a lot of people were because Sunquist just came back not too long ago. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know what the I don't even know what the, the actual his actual injury was. Uh, the, or the final thing about it, but he just came back like a couple weeks, like maybe like two or three weeks ago, I want to say, and yeah, that this happened in September. So, um, yeah, a lot of people were kind of suggesting that, and it's an interesting topic, I guess. Like, I obviously see like it's very problematic. Um, it's but, very problematic, but like it is interesting to think about, at least like think about at least with the Bertuzzi would have never seen the ice again well <laughs> which I'm sure doesn't which I'm sure doesn't uh but like I'm saying like should he have like if you actually think about it like I mean that was one of the the most that's infamous a, plays in the NHL and like that end of the guy's career that's kind like, of a different case right like this like Bertuzzi straight up sucker punched him like yeah. that like like clear as day no question straight up sucker punched him this was essentially, you know, these head hits or body checks that kind of go wrong, right? I mean, that's kind of what they are. I mean, we, we could argue all day whether or not one of them was intentional or not. I mean, yada, 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 whatever. But, it, you know, there, there's a problem with, with those kind of things because if one of those hits will end somebody's career if it hasn't already. Um, it will do it. It will happen, you know, depending on how the NHL kind of treats the concussions. Again, like I said, we will get to that. But... It, 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 I don't know. You, it, you have to take that case by case every single time because you never know um, with somebody, right? Like, do they actually mean to do it? I'm, I, I, I give players benefit of the doubt. I'm sure, you know, 99.9% of players are not looking for head, right? Like, they're not trying to go for the go for somebody's head and knock them out cold or injure them or give them a concussion or whatever. It just kind of happens. Right. Um, let's look, like even, even on boarding calls. Right. So you had, remember, uh, um, Belmer two, uh, two years ago when he was still a flyer, uh, where he, he had somebody dead on the, dead on the numbers and his head went to the boards. As soon as he hit him, he knew what he did. Like he kind of mm-hmm. was like, crap, I didn't mean to do that. Like, and, and as soon as the guy came up to him, he's like, yep, I'm sorry. I know. I know. Like, you know, I can think of that. It's like, I think most of the time players don't mean to do it. It just kind of happens like in the heat of the game. I'm not trying to give them an excuse. I'm just saying you really have to take this kind of thing case by case. In this case, I, like I said, I, this was so, this was so stupid of a hit that I, I, I thought the tournament game was pretty well deserved, especially for someone like Tom Wilson, the repeat offender that he is. So I, like, and I get it. It's a fast game, and like that's why a lot of these things happen. Um, it was just kind of something that people were talking about, and I just had to. I'm not happy with it, it either. I'm not happy with it either. I mean, it, to me, 
it's like, okay, what, what does the guy have to legitimately murder somebody at this point? It's, he's basically, you know, discount Brad Marchand at this point. Like, mm-hmm. dirty player, goes for these hits, has a history. What does the guy have to do to just finally be like, all right, look, here's 40 games. See ya. Hey, Joe, I, I, and like, if that's what it takes, like, I'm just, you know, and, and, and that might be on the extreme, but like, these guys that you hear about all the time, you got Marshan, you got Wilson, uh, are like the two notable ones where you get suspensions all the time. Um, you know, I'm not going to say suspensions are something that happens less nowadays, because uh, that's not true, but like, you know, the NHL is changing, and you had a lot of guys years ago that uh, when the game was still very, you know, a lot of fighting and physical, you had a lot of guys. Matt Cook was a dirty player. Like, a lot of these guys that are now extinct from the NHL, uh, so you don't have, per se, like, re- like as many repeat offenders, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I think you got to lay the law down, like, at some point. Like, um you know, if, if Wilson some, you know, in the next couple of days lays another hit, just just throw the book at him. You know, suspend yeah. him for 50, 40, 50 games if it's if that if it's that bad. You got to say this about Tom Wilson though, as much as I, you know, and even Caps fans hate his contract that he he just got over the summer. Uh, gotta gotta give him credit where credit is due. He knows the Washington front office knows exactly what he does and what kind of player he is. Yeah, he's a role player. Like he he's he's good in his role. Yep, he is. He's he is he a good goal scorer? Not really. Is he a good playmaker? Not really. Is he good at antagonizing the other team? Absolutely. <laughs> that is exactly why he got the contract he had, because he can play physical. He's the physical guy. He's basically he's 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 at Ovi and, and Kuznetsov back, right? Like that's that's his job. Like, that's his job, is to go out there, piss off as many people as he possibly can, go to the bench, rinse and repeat every single time. Mm-hmm. That's his job. And listen, I like the whole, you know, I like the, you know, the, the kind of old-time hockey attitude, but don't be going for the head, man. I mean, stop. It's not. Yeah. Stop, man. I mean, we, you know, I. As much as, like I said, I give players benefit of the doubt, and I want to see each hit that calls for suspensions like this. That was so blatant. Stop. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Leads to injuries, and uh, with that, we kind of transition to another NHL story. It's so fucking weird. So the NHL, there was a uh, concussion lawsuit against the NHL, which has just been settled, uh, but it's very, um, I don't know, to me, it's almost like a slap in the face. Um, so there was a lawsuit filed by more than 100 former NHL players, um, basically uh, saying that the NHL um, was uh, neglecting their their head injuries and and uh, they were just kind of um, they they weren't taking like head injuries serious enough and and long term head injuries. Uh, so they they reach a settlement, um, but it in my opinion it's a slap in the face. So, uh, like I said, over a hundred NHL players, uh, basically, um, you know, why it was what nineteen million dollars? You said right. It is the official total for it is eighteen point nine million. Okay, so, so the, the equivalent of putting nine ninety nine on a fucking sale board. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong there. That's so, what that is. Uh, now, I'm going to read this, and this article is from ESPN. It's uh, Emily Kaplan, who I know does NHL stuff. Uh, and I want you guys to break this down for anybody. Or Bo- I know, Bobby, you're and you probably know a lot about this. But uh, the settlement, um, this is a direct quote, quote, by the way, from the article. The settlement calls for a payment of at least 22000 for settling uh, uh, plaintiffs and settling unclaimed, unfiled claims. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides the cash payout, the NHL settlement involves uh, neurological testing and assessment for players paid. Uh, for by the league, as well as an administrative fund to pay for the cost and up to 75000 in medical treatment, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, for players who test positive on two or more tests. Uh, the settlement also calls for uh, a common good fund uh, that would support retired players in need. Uh, that would include players who did not participate in the allega- uh, yeah, allegation. So, uh, the NHL also agreed to pay almost $7 million in plaintiff legal fees. So, I mean, I said slap in the face, but I, I, they're getting – it just – is. It, I don't know. To me, it's just like a low-ball number. Am I crazy for that? I don't well, know. Well, for reference, the NFL settlement that they had was $1 billion. Just, just okay, for yeah, reference. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, here's – Here's here's the problem, right? I mean, um, it it just it feels weird. It it feels dirty. Like I I don't know, I don't know, man. It it something just feels off with this whole thing. I mean, so that common good fund, I like that idea. It's supposed to be that um, it'll help the 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 players, even those who weren't even involved in the lawsuit by any means, to uh, you know, with, with medical needs and stuff like that after the game, um. It, it you know who's a who you know I've been seeing a lot of talk from uh, about this. Uh, Daniel Carcillo has mm-hmm. done has been doing a lot of uh, advocacy work for uh, players with with concussions and mental health issues and and such. It literally the NHL can look in the mirror and see the NFL like the the, the, the two leagues treated concussions in not the best of ways. Uh, just kind of either tossing it under the rug. Or playing the the, the point the finger game and or whatever, eighteen million. That's it. That that seems that does seem low. Something about it seems low. But here's the thing, you know, part of the part of the settlement was, um, you know, that that the plaintiff, the the players who sued them, agreed to this too. Um, yeah. So I mean, if that's what they thought they could get, and and maybe that's what what all they thought they could squeeze out of the NHL. Okay. That's fine. Um, that 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 leaves the NHL in a better spot because that means the NHL leaves with no, you know, criminal, uh, more criminal investigations about it. Um, it just, man, something just seems so off with this. I don't even know how to explain it. It, it just something seems so off. By the way, uh, in the article too, it says there was 146 names listed as plaintiffs in the NHL settlement. Um. So it's, I mean, it's said over a hundred. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. Just to me, it just seemed like, uh, seems a little low to me. And, and, and I know they're saying about paying for stuff and, and all that, but, um, you know, this, uh, 
the NHL, I mean, is basically conceded at this point saying how they, uh, and I'm saying this in terms of how they're treating concussions and stuff like that now, and I know that things have advanced and, you know, there's more knowledge about concussions now and CTE research and stuff like that, but uh, all they're doing now is kind of saying what they fucked up on in the past, essentially, um, with not treating it right. Like, I remember back in the day, and, like, this is how fucked up it was, like, guy has a concussion like he's probable for the next game like right. are you like now you know all the testing and stuff like that um you know and and if they do come up positive for a concussion they're they're shitting out for for a while um and, and it's just it's crazy like the times have definitely changed but um yeah like i don't know i feel like it should just be more just in terms of like they the nhl knows they fucked up on this um and and you know you see it with like Bobby mentioned Daniel Carcillo. He's not um, happy. He is not happy. No, and deservedly um, so. I mean, but I mean he he's talked about the struggles he's had. I mean he was one of the fighters in the league, and um, there you know uh, something we can maybe talk about in the future is does fighting still belong in the NHL? I mean like. It, there's just a lot, and you know he's talking about his struggles, and it's it's a lot. It's it's crazy, just uh, you know how uh, how much they neglected, I guess. Uh, this is interesting. Know, so players. they in the, in the class action lawsuit, um, there was apparently uh, there was the potential that um, what was it? I'm trying I'm starting to read this correctly. Which is yeah, no problem. There was, oh, I'm sorry, there was a bid for a class action status of this lawsuit, but that didn't happen. If that happened, there could have been 5,000 former players join the case because mm. the, the, uh, the stipend was that, uh, or stipulation was that um, if it turned class action, that means that anybody, any retired player who got diagnosed with some type of neurological disease, any kind of neurological disease, disorder, or condition, uh, would have been able to do in the lawsuit. Now, if that happened, the payout would be immediately big. So mm-hmm. I'm curious why the bid did not go through. That's interesting. Right. The judge denied it for one reason or another. Um, mm. And the idea, so the, the main idea, in case we haven't mentioned already, is that the NHL uh, was, they did not warn players of, of risks, which, uh, while promoting violent play, because there's fighting, there's big hits, there's, there's, you know, especially back in the day, it was, you know, yeah, the, the, the grinders were tearing people to shreds and then they going after everybody and on the ice or in the stands in Boston. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I swear, like, the NHL is literally a different game now than, like, like, it, it looks like two different sports from what it was back in the day, you know, the 80s, 90s. Um, I mean, even to some extent, early 2000s to what it is now. Hmm. Crazy. And I'll 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 say this much, and I know so we we can talk about this in our time, but but fighting, I I still think it belongs in the NHL. Um, to me, that's just something that's going to be. You're, here's the thing, right? I mean, it seems like what just how fat how fast paced hockey is. There's always something to stand up to your teammate uh, for your teammate for, right? So like even like snowing the goalie, like you you have a scrum in front of that, and I don't see why that's a, a terribly bad thing, right? Um, if you start having people, you start taking away fighting and you have guys still boarding people and you can't stand up for your teammate, that's not going to fly. Like, it's just not going to happen that way because then you're going to get more suspensions for a single hit because somebody has to stand up for their teammate. 
know what I mean? No, to me, I mean, to me, it belongs in the game. Um, I, I think, I think people are trying to make it too black, like I, too black and white. Essentially, it is. I think, I think uh, there's more to it. Like, like I'm not saying I'm on this side. Like I, I you know, I'm kind of, uh, um, kind of still deciding what you know how I feel about this because I think there's more than just well, it's bad and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot to it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think. Um, you Interesting. Know. Angel said. Angel settled. Player settled. It, it is probably not the best that, that could have happened out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at the end of the, you know, I feel bad for the players that were affected, especially those retired. They're dealing with concussions, such as Daniel Carcillo, who you know is kind of a mess. Um, yeah. You know, but he's been he's he's had a, at least a, a better head on his shoulders than some others, where he's been able to kind of fight for them. And it's a good thing what he's doing, um, right. you know. So I, I, something came out of this. What I hope for in the future is that um, the NHL kind of takes it going for. I mean, you know, measures have been made already for these kind of things. The head hits are really getting cracked down on now. You you know you can't argue with that. Um, they're just literally reviewed every single time. Um, they're 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 getting forced out of the game. So mm-hmm. they're doing something, right? It's a good start. There's still some more that could probably be done. But you know, the one thing I will say, and I keep saying this with the NFL in terms of the head hits that happened there, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that did, uh, did not warn the players of, of, of such risks. Um, I mean, that has to do with the fact that most players didn't really understand how precautions worked. It, but the, the NHL sure is going to know how they work. I so, mean, again, like, I think it's also just a case of, you know, how things have progressed uh like this you know this whole cte thing that's kind of come up in the last few years oh um, yeah yeah i think it's just there's more to know about it now than there was back when this was at. like yeah I, I don't think you can deny it back in the 80s you know they didn't know what about cte and, and the concussions and all that like they do now like it's just mm-hmm. just how research has gone but it, it, yeah. but it, it, it's a fast game man these things concussions are gonna happen like mm-hmm. you cannot unless you want to put you know bubble wrap on everybody you're not going to take away concussions you can enforce rules that can help prevent it right so the nhl you know basically said okay a head hit is no longer a clean hit and they are they are throwing the book at anybody who, who goes to those hits look at tom wilson it was just the arbitrary screws about like those those hits are, are very 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 much frowned upon and that's a very good thing. I think that's the biggest thing, right? I mean, I'm I'm still fighting being in 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 the game. It was the hits that are the problem. You're not going to stop the speed of the game, but you can at least do some certain things that that can allow for um, you know to keep the players at least somewhat safe. And I think saying, look, we're going to throw the book at you if you start going for the head like this, or we're going to toss you, right? Yeah. And, and even on the boarding where it's five, um, I think that's that's the step in the right direction. All right. Um, yeah, I think uh, maybe it's something to monitor for the future, but mm-hmm. we are going to move on. So uh, after some discussion, we have uh, we're kind of going to expand the podcast, and uh, we touched on this in the we touched on our I guess fandom for music in the hot take episode we did. Um, it's something we want to talk about. Zach, uh, in particular, um, is a uh, 
music guru, I guess would be the word, especially, uh, you know, rap knowledge and expands multiple that. genres. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but we, we wanted to add, we and also, uh, you know, kind of get Zach uh, his own segment. So I'm gonna toss it over to him, um, kind of just a, uh, a little music talk here. So, uh, Zach, go ahead. Uh, so just to, I just want to start out with talking about some releases that are coming out uh, before the end of this month. And I wish I could have gotten started at the beginning of this month because there was a lot of good stuff. But we'll, we'll try that in December. Mm-hmm. So uh, rap albums, notable rap albums still left to release. Or actually, I do want to mention Jaden Smith's album, which came out on Friday. That's really hype. Everyone knows who Jaden Smith is, the son of Will Smith. Mm-hmm. He's actually pretty. He's actually a pretty decent rapper. I mean, I'm not the is biggest he? fan. Like his music is good, but I, like I'm not a fan personally. But that doesn't mean I think it's bad. It's, right. I mean, is he also in a, in a like a rock band of some kind now? Right. I haven't heard anything it's, about that. If he called? is, ah, uh, keep talking. I I gotta find this. But he he's, he has another music project that he involved um, with. JID coming with uh, DiCaprio too. JID is. JID was a good friend of Mac Miller's, so he's. Uh, I don't know if uh, I don't really know any like of their history, so I don't know if like Mac Miller kind of helped put them on, or I'm sort of ignorant to that. But he's he has some good music out coming out there, and then last rap album I want to mention is uh, Street Gossip coming from Atlanta rapper Lil Baby. <laughs> uh, Lil Baby. Jesus. Little um, baby, I am nothing about this guy. No, I, I, just, I actually like him a lot. He's got some hits coming. He's got some hits out there. It's just the name that gets me I know. every time. It, these little names kill me, man. Well, like dude, little, so little fucking yachty. Um, there's there's this guy that's coming up in Atlanta right now. His name's Little House Phone. <laughs> <laughs> fucking what? Yeah, dude. They, uh, oh my god, I cringe. I. Playboy Cardi is my favorite one. Playboy Cardi. Yeah. Anyone with a 21. All right. Uh, moving on. There wasn't really any good metal albums coming out. There's there's only one notable band dropping. And that's progressive metal band Cattle Decap. Excuse me, Cattle Decapitation mm-hmm. with their new <laughs> album Medium Rarities. <laughs> How do you like your cow? <laughs> <laughs> They're one of those like those like meme like progressive metal bands where they don't like they kind of recognize that the lyrics are like sort of silly in the sense that they're like overly gory and like horror and stuff Mm -hmm. but that's kind of their charm and that's 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 why a lot of people like them i mean it it, it's it's not something i'm totally into but I, i can appreciate what they're doing but as far as like their instrumentals go, man, they freaking shred. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. Like, like they are, they are, you know, high velocity so and high speed, like full on, just fucked up the guy next to you. Seriously, man. Like, there's so many good bands out there like that. Like, uh, yeah, Rings of Saturn, like personal favorite. Like yeah, all your, four albums they've done. Like all four albums they've done have been masterpieces. <laughs> They're great, and they're they're a full on instrumental group. They're they're great. No, they're, no, they're they're uh, they have vocals. For um, I haven't seen any of their stuff with the vocal stuff. Rings of Saturn. Yeah, they have a few instrumentals, but most of their stuff is with vocals. Oh, okay, I don't think I get the full and listen. Um, really quick, does anyone have Wikipedia open right now? 
<laughs> what? Why would I have Wikipedia open? But I definitely yeah, dude, I map. just got Wikipedia open. Yeah, <laughs> okay, it's, it's my pin tab. Yeah, well, no, like I, I like I like randomly like look look through like what y'all are talking about, like as uh, as y'all are talking about it. Um, but I was searching Playboy Cardi and on Wikipedia to see if he had like a Wikipedia page, and I misspelled it. Uh, I entered it in like this. And, uh, oh yeah, you failed. If, if you had, no, 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 listen, listen, listen. Uh -oh. If you enter that into Wikipedia, look at the first search result. Oh, I'm curious. It, now. You gotta be curious. Oh it, shit. It, okay, here we go. It's oh the best god. Thing. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> look at the first result. Hold on. It's just a YouTube video. I'll link to naked the YouTube video. women's wrestling league. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yep. Bro, what? <laughs> The NWWL. I think we've he... uncovered something awesome, boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you haven't, because it's been fucking defunct in 2009. It's gone. Oh, you man. could probably still find a video of it somewhere. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, you know, I Jesus Christ, like that. Like, why just do this? Jesus Christ, Jimmy Hart. It was still on. It was a promoter for the show. Jesus, <laughs> for fucking... real? Yes. That's awesome. Carmen Electra hosted the goddamn show. Are you joking? Isn't Jimmy Hart like eighty years old though? He's um, yeah, yeah, he's uh. Jesus okay, Christ. can we All talk right, about so the, the? Hold he's on, seventy-five. And I don't, we don't want to go off track on this, but now that we found this, I need to talk about <laughs> the roster, some of the names. We got <laughs> Angel of Desire. Uh, <laughs> we got um. Let's see, Cleopatra. Dark Angel, Cruella, uh, Demonica Disco. Uh, let's not forget my favorite, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Yeah. Twin Peaks. Tiny Tiny Tina. Uh, Trish the Dish. Wow, what a name. <laughs> Wait a second, this might be the best one. Spitney Beers. <laughs> the sister of Britney Spears. Okay, all right. Let's. Uh, all right. All right. Back to music. <laughs> yeah, I, that that's a that's a yeah, that's a weird find. I know. So yeah, Cattle Decap, Rings of Saturn, all great bands. Um, one thing is, while I'm still on metal, I did want to mention was uh, August Burns Red Christmas albums. Very important to Christmas season. Ah, yes. Very important to the Christmas season. It gives a nice, fresh Christmas song sound. That's not annoying to listen to because they actually put their own take on it. So it's has some parts that are. They kind of like do their own solos and like sort of like write their own melodies a little bit, but they mostly stay on track with the original like Christmas songs. Yeah. So they had their first uh, full album that came out in 2014, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And then they just put out a brand new Christmas EP, which I'm very excited about. It <laughs> features six songs. We've got Avalanche, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Winter Wilderness, The Home Alone Theme. <laughs> uh, green sleeves and last Christmas. So, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal! Bunch of bunch of metal bangers out right now. I like, yeah, August Burns Red is is that is 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 top tier, man. I mean, there was those been very good. Man, I've seen them live three times, I think. Yeah, I have yet to be blessed with their presence in a live venue. They're but so good, I, man. I will, I will eventually. I will eventually. I, I got to see them in on. A December tour one time, and they played some of their Christmas songs. I got to see him play Carol the Bells in <laughs> No Man. Oh my god! 
I can only imagine they're gonna play sure, that. Like uh, they're, gonna, they're gonna go like on uh, like Times Square or something during Christmas season and start playing those songs. Yeah, you've never seen people moshing to Christmas music. Uh, yeah, until now. <laughs> until until now. now. As long as Red releases their new Christmas EP. But yeah, so check out all that music because it's really fucking good, and it'll give you something fresh to listen to for the Christmas season. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a good topic for me because I'm always looking for something new because I, I get tired of my music pretty quickly. So love to hear some new stuff. So oh. definitely got definitely gotta check out Cal Decapitation. Definitely gotta do that. And, last and then, um last little sorry, go ahead, Bobby. Yeah. I cut you off kinda. No, I was gonna say definitely gotta check out Cal Decapitation. Uh might check out Jaden Smith. I had to be in a certain mood for that. But we'll see how that goes. Go ahead. Awesome. All right. Um, last genre I want to talk about is electronic music. I only got. I only have oh. one album for this coming out, or it actually is out now. It's Dead Mouse Fought, or excuse me, Dead Mouse, uh, Mouseville Level Two was a surprise release on Friday. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Okay. So I'm yeah, in. Dead Mouse surprise release. That's always good to see. I enjoy supply, surprise releases. I can't talk right now. Um. <laughs> <That's enough. laughs> But it's always fun because it sort of. Uh, one of the things I like about surprise releases is that it doesn't give you any expectations for the album, mm-hmm. and that was that was something that Eminem did with his latest album, Kamikaze. Just what I was gonna say. Where like, he was he... saying, yeah, he was saying that he, uh, you know, revival was like so hyped up, and then it, and then it was just not that good. Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, this time I'm just gonna put out an album as a surprise because then. You know, he doesn't really need to market himself. He's already done that for years and years. And so I'm if he drops a project, diss, people are going to hear about it. And I'm going to diss everybody in the industry while doing it. Yeah. Yeah, why the hell not? Uh, he was pissed. I mean, it was obviously pissed. Um, I would encourage everybody to watch Dead Mouse's live streams on Twitch. Um, he's been away recently because I know he's been dealing with uh, um, some health matters. Um, so he's been taking care of that. So he hasn't been streaming a lot recently. Um, but he does stream himself uh, frequently making music, uh, even making visuals for his infamous cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that that that's really cool to me. Or, or or you know, if he's not doing that, he's playing PUBG or uh, Blackout or uh, any of that. Mainly PUBG. PUBG's typically his game. Uh, he's definitely a very blunt dude. But uh, you gotta respect them. It's really interesting to see him and see him work and what what he's dealing with. But he definitely knows his shit. So I would encourage everybody to go watch his and shout out to Dead Mouse and his you know, music I've is never, fantastic. I've never had a chance to see him live, but I've seen like live streams of his uh, live performances, mm-hmm. and his visuals are insane, man. Yep. Like yeah, yes. I don't even know how to describe what it is. I'll see if I can. Find a picture to post, but oh, they're nuts! They're 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 absolutely nuts. Um, he he's uh, and here's the thing, and you gotta go watch uh, Linus Tech Tips on YouTube did a whole video showing off his uh, Dead Mouse's house and the studios mm-hmm. that he has. And um, first of all, his studio is insane. Let's let's start with that. The studio he works in is nuts. That's not hard to find a picture of because that's where he's always live streaming from. Um, but he's got he's he knows how to do the he does a lot of the visuals himself. Like it's him and a few other guys putting together the visuals for his show and and, and putting them all together and syncing them up and everything like that. Uh, he's so on top of things and he he just he's he's a very creative dude. I he's one of the creators I, I highly respect. Um, he's 
Dude, him and Bass Nectar are like the kings. Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, Deadmau5 is, is top for me, man. I love the dude. I got to go see him live as well. Uh, curious to see. He's also a, a huge meme lord live. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he is. He, dude, he's hilarious. Like, you, you should go see whenever he has to play Ghost and stuff. You, you, like, he's so tired of that song. I'm sure uh, he is. So he, he just ends up memeing the hell out of it. Um, there's one clip where he had, like, a fake news report. He's like, play Ghost and stuff. I'm going to play Ghost and stuff, okay? I'm going to play it. Relax. <laughs> like, I'm gonna play Ghost and stuff. I have no choice but to play Ghost and stuff. You know, that's that's a thing that uh, Bass Nectar does not do. He doesn't, like, play his popular songs all the time. No shit. He, like, I've seen him nine times now. I've never seen him play Bass Head. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. That, and there's a few, like, a few of his hits that I've never seen him play. Like, I've never seen him play, uh, like, Bass Head, like I just said. I've never seen him play Wild Style Method. I guess those um, are two like really big songs from Bass Nectar. I guess with like electronic music is a little different, right? So like you go to a rock show, right? You go to a rock show and they they have to play all the hits, right? Like they have to play all the hits. Well, then... the thing, yeah, the thing with DJs is they they often play other DJ music. They usually don't just play their own. It's more about the mixing rather than the like going to hear their songs. Right. I mean the damn the damn shows are basically a rave. Like it's you know it's a, it's a dance party is what it is. I mean right. it's, it's a lot yeah. different. So they don't really need to play the hits. I think Dead Mouse is a little bit different because his music particularly uh spans a little bit outside of electronic like just like so his most recent album which was um Where's the Drop was a full on orchestra album. Like he got together with an orchestra and did songs and combined those two elements. So his songs aren't exactly all. I mean, he does the when you see him live, he does do all the mixing. Like he'll go on for like forty minutes without stopping, like just playing random samples. But um, he'll have to play his hits. He'll have to play Ghost and stuff because I mean that that chorus is is infamous. But you know, I, in electronic music, you can definitely get away with not playing the hits and just kind of just doing your own thing up there. It doesn't matter. You're, there, a lot of people are there for the show anyway, especially for a guy like Bass Nectar. Yeah, definitely. So I, I hate to cut you guys off, but I just got a uh, some news, and uh, I, I, I don't even know what to say about this. Um, yeah. Oh, you got me three. It, it's not bad. It's just it's the Browns, the Cleveland Browns. We all we all know and love them. Uh, this is the headline. Browns want to interview Condoleezza Rice for head coaching job. What? <laughs> well, Wait I, a second. I just got that. Browns I'm general, looking from, at it now. This is from Adam Schefter. Browns general manager John Dorsey said last week that he was opening to hire a woman as Cleveland's next head coach. Um, <clears throat> and this would be a prominent one. Uh, the Browns would like, uh, the Browns would like to uh, interview former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice for their head coaching job. A league source tells ESPN. What? Um, if the if the Browns followed through on their plans, Rice would become the first woman ever to interview for an NFL head coaching job. Um, <laughs> does she have literally any sports history? That's she's what a, I'm trying to figure so out. So what what I'm, I'm reading what I'm reading right now is that she she's uh, besides uh being a fan, she's been she's apparently a lifelong Browns fan. She's been wait 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 wait. She's on the college football playoff committee. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, is she? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, so this isn't this isn't totally out there. Or she was. I don't know if she is anymore. But okay, so she's so she's apparently a lifelong Browns uh, 
uh, fan. There was also speculation that she could take over as NFL commissioner, apparently, according to the CSPN article. Dude, I mean, I'd take anyone over Roger Goodell, just saying. Wow, it's man. Just, uh, it's just that, you know, I mean, it's fine to be coach, in sports, right? but it, it, coaching is a lot different than, like, being sure. in a committee. <laughs> I'm all for a woman coming in if she knows what she's doing, but uh, I'm curious. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, Cleveland's interest in interviewing Rice comes at a time when women recently have moved into decision making and roles. Yeah, maybe maybe I got caught by the headline a little bit. I mean, the headline yeah. kind of sensationalizes it. So uh, no, yeah, I, was just I, I did not know that she was fully involved with uh, football. Like she she's had uh, history already. Like like I I'm looking like you know I'm Jesus. looking at other things that they have for coaches, but like. I mean, we're talking about the head coach, like, and and I'm not I'm not saying because she's a woman, like, but she's got to know what she's talking about, and I I mean I would assume, uh, but I just had to, I I had to mention this. This is what just came up on my phone. All right, so that kind of caught us all off guard. Uh, anyway, um, you know the music talk we just had is something that we wanted to add. Uh, it was something we will. Sorry, yeah, I was just to... laughing at what I linked. Oh yeah, this is my favorite video. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right let's move on yeah, the, the, the audio is better <laughs> i don't even i don't even know uh anyway we're gonna we are gonna move on to um let's see i i i've been having trouble saying this word off air for some reason but college football rivalry week jesus is, uh, it even sounded like a struggle even when I, you it really it was i can't say it either dude i try to avoid that word at rivalry. all I, just, I can't rivalry. get it out all right, Tyler. Ready? My All right, Tyler. Not form the shape to say that word. <laughs> say, say it, Ty. Say it five times fast. No chance. Come okay. on. Come on. Uh, Come on. Do it for the vine. Rival. I can't even say it once. Oh my god. <laughs> rivalry. <laughs> rivalry. Rivalry. You're like rival. Oh, you got two. You got two. You got two. All here we go, baby. We're on a roll. Um, oh god. I don't More know. More than I can get. Wrong. I can't even get one. Rivalry. 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 It's just a weird word. Anyway, college football rivalry week uh, coming up, and there's some big matchups. So basically what we're going to do is I'm just going to – I have, like, the list of all the games here. I'm kind of just going to pick out the biggest ones. We can kind of talk about it, uh, kind maybe give, a, like, a prediction um, and, like, you know, just say basically what it means for, uh, you know, the conference and playoffs and bowl games and whatever. So first game uh, – by the way, these games are um, – there's some uh, Thanksgiving games, some fr- uh, Black Friday games, and then the usual Saturday games. So this is a Friday night game, 8 o'clock, uh, Oklahoma, uh, playing against West Virginia, who just lost last night to Oklahoma State um, and uh, got upset there. Uh, this game, um, you know, would have it does have big implications because whoever wins this game uh, does win the Big 12 because uh, they'd both be seven and two, and then you know, uh, it, it, I'm so I'm sorry. So if West Virginia won, they'd both be seven and two, and then they'd win on the tiebreaker, the head to head. Um, and this is big for Oklahoma because uh, Oklahoma is sixth right now in uh, the country, and also sixth in the rankings for the college football playoff. And um, you know, they got some. They're they don't really control their own destiny at this point. You know they have to have some teams, uh, really two teams above them lose. Um, but you know it's it's still a big game. Kyler Murray has had an amazing year. Um, you know I, I what 
It, this is also a big matchup because Will Greer being one of the uh, top projected quarterbacks, at least coming into the year, um, has really carried that West Virginia team um, to some big wins this year. And, and last night couldn't do it. But, uh, yeah, Oklahoma's looked really good. I don't know if you guys have anything to add on Oklahoma, but, you know, if uh, it's a shame for them just because obviously they got Alabama and Clemson who've had, you know, they're, they're the the – you know, best teams of the country. And then uh, the year that Michigan's had and, and Notre Dame, but like they're, they're a team right now, that's 10 and one, they're seven and one in their conference. Um, and, and the numbers they put up and now they're in the big 12 where uh, defense is optional. Um, but the numbers <laughs> they're putting up uh, has been insane. So uh, yeah, big matchup there. I don't know if anybody has anything to add with Oklahoma and their playoff hopes, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's the first big matchup we have. I- Man, it. I mean, only way they're getting in is if someone loses. But I mean, yeah. I think, uh, man, it's so hard to tell. Like their loss against Texas um, hurts. It, it hurts <laughs> yep. because all it, it's like, man, so many people are high on Texas this season too. For some reason, I don't mm-hmm. know why. Um, I mean, Texas. I coach in Texas. Damn it! I don't give a fuck Terrorism. if it's. Like Oklahoma's looked really good this season and like man, I, I hate to rank them below Georgia because Georgia has just had more impressive wins, but uh I I, I definitely think Oklahoma like maybe if all hell goes loose they deserve a spot, but nothing more. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean they've had a really good year. Um you know, Kyler Murray is definitely going to be in the Heisman I, talk. I, I find it weird that, like, West Virginia is kind of considered their rival, though. Uh, I mean, it's more, yeah, it is weird. <laughs> like, I would uh, think it would be, like, Oklahoma State. Or... I mean, it's it's more, it's not, it's like rivalry week and just, like, the matchups that's going to really determine conferences and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, there you go. And then the next one, we, we move to the Pac-12. Um, Washington, who's had a, uh, to their standards, I think a really disappointing year. And a lot of people, uh, myself included, actually had them, I believe at least, had them in a playoff spot uh, at the beginning of the year. They come in uh, eight and three, six and two in the conference against Washington State, who, holy crap, uh, eighth in the in the country. Uh, they're ten and one, seven and one in the Pac-12, and this is going to be another one of those matchups where. If Washington wins, they win the conference, uh, or they win. You know, they're uh, they'll they'll make it to the um, Pac-12 championship game over uh, them, based on uh, head-to-head. Um, the the big story for Washington State is the emergence of uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, Minshew, the quarterback, uh, almost 4,500 yards on the year, 36 touchdowns. Um, Miles Gaskin having a, a decent year for Washington, um, 900 yards, seven TDs. Uh, a lot of people had high hopes for him. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know Washington State was a team that uh, a lot of people, um, you know, had having a good year. But I don't know if they had this coming. I mean, they're like I said, eighth in the country. They're 10-1. and one. Let's, uh, I'm just going to click on them see their – their matchups. I mean, they haven't played on anybody like spectacular. Uh, they I mean, played Oregon and Stanford. 
I, I was I, well. I was going to say uh, outside of their conference. I was going to say um, they have. So they they have played Oregon and Stanford, um, both winning those games. Their only loss this year was to USC by three. Um, yeah, I mean they've had an impressive year. Um, and like I said, uh, Minshew has has been really good for them this year. Uh, as for the Washington side, <clears throat> excuse me. Like I said, they they've kind of had a somewhat of a disappointing year because a lot of people had high hopes for them. I mean, don't get me wrong, eight and three is not bad, but uh, they had a terrible loss to Cal um, not too, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, only putting up ten points. Um, they lost to Oregon, and then their other loss was in week one, the Auburn, which was uh, the game everybody was saying if they win this game and do what they're supposed to, they will get into the to the playoffs. Because at that point, Auburn was ranked number nine, um, but obviously, uh, yeah, not not gone their way. So a big game again going to determine uh the pack pack 12 north uh yeah north um so that is the uh the that game and then the big one for me and bobby uh michigan ohio state uh in columbus um excuse me just uh just 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 one second Mm -hmm. wow you're rape okay um jesus man you're Jesus, man. You're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> now, nah, um, so uh, this is probably the biggest game in Michigan football in the past like decade, man. Like, if they win this game, they win the conference. They play Northwestern, um, in the in the the Big Ten championship game. They which like if they beat Ohio State, they should win that game. And then, you know, there you go. That's your ticket into the the uh the playoffs. So um, you know, Michigan coming in both teams coming in ten and one, um, eight and oh for Michigan in the Big Ten and seven and one for Ohio State with that terrible loss they had to uh Purdue. Um and yeah, I mean that was their big loss of the season and why they dropped down uh so much. But um, you know, Brian, you're talking about the teams uh for Oklahoma that would have to lose to get in. Um, you know, Michigan, as much as I love them, uh I know you know, th- this is a this is a big game. This is this is what their season comes down to. I mean, they had a great year. Their only loss has been in the first week of the season to Notre Dame. Um, yep. And and statistically speaking, they have one of the best defenses in college football. Um, you know their their offense this year has looked better. That's what happens when you get a quarterback. Shea Patterson has brought a dynamic uh, to that offense that um, you know I think has really really helped. Um, you know, like you know his his ability to uh, to you know do what he does. So um, yeah, I think. Uh, like I said, this is probably one of the biggest games in Michigan uh, football for the last couple of years. Um, again, we'll determine who uh, wins the the conference uh, on you know in that division. Uh, I man, I'm nervous. <laughs> like I I, I want to say that you know Michigan, this this team is different from years. It is different from years past, obviously, but. Is you it know, really? Uh, is it? I mean, hey, a lot of people. We'll find. And, we'll find out. Uh, we'll find out on rivalry week. And now it's going to be interesting because last night, uh, against Indiana, they lost a couple of players to injury and some big names. Uh, 
the big one being Chase uh, Winovich, who's been uh, very outspoken uh, in terms of after games. He's had post-game interviews, and that's why a lot of people know him. But he's been one of our best defensive players, and he got cheap shot at last night by uh, an offensive lineman um, and got hurt. And he's up in the air for this next uh, this game against Ohio State, which could that could be huge. Um, you know, they, they said that it looks better than they thought it was because he needed help off the field. But, yeah, that that's, could be a big, big thing. Um, but, yeah, really excited for that game. I, I'm just saying, like, Michigan is the type of team to, like, beat Ohio State but then lose to Northwestern. Yo, oh, my God. If that happens, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and, and, I'm, I'm, know, I'm out the window. You know what's so funny, though? Like, that is the most – like, that's so true. Like, it just <laughs> is. Um. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they look... Well, I'm not saying Northwestern is a terrible team, but, like, that is a team you should, like, <clears throat> definitely, like, have the advantage over. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. It's just that you couldn't be more right. Like, that's something that they would do. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm trying to just scroll through these other games here. Uh, you got, you know, the Alabama-Auburn game, Um. you know... It, not much in terms of conference-wise for that, but uh, a game, obviously, Alabama has to win um, just because uh, despite them being 11-0, they're getting a lot of talk. Like, if they get one loss, does that put them out of the, the playoffs? Um, you know, and, and the whole the big game that is going to be against Georgia for the SEC title. Um, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, I feel like that's more of a, I was about to say, I feel like that's probably more of a factor. Like, I feel like Alabama could lose on Saturday and still be in the top four just because of the Georgia-Alabama uh, matchup the, the following week. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think... Uh... So I'm saying an Alabama win does not help Georgia. Or an Alabama loss does not help Georgia. <laughs> right. So that would move Clemson up to one, hypothetically speaking. That would move Clemson up to one and then... I guess that would put Notre Dame ahead of them just because they'd still be uh, I would bump everyone up a spot and then put Alabama at four. Okay, right. Uh, um, but- I would say, though, if Alabama were to win on Saturday and then lose to Georgia on the championship game, assuming, like, they ever won, like, notable wins on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, I would say Georgia gets in and Alabama gets out. Right. Okay. Just because of the SEC championship game. Yeah, I mean that's what a lot of people are saying, but it's just crazy. Like, I mean, at that point they'd still be undefeated, and then to get one loss and be bumped out, uh, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Uh, by the way, something we were going to cover on the podcast, but I guess a little bit of breaking news: uh, Les Miles officially headed to Kansas to be the next coach there. Um, with an official official announcement planned sometime today, but um. Mm an official, official announcement, I should say, but uh, he goes there. And, and then the last game I want to talk about is just with the, the Notre Dame. They play USC, a game they should easily win. But, um, you know, you talk about a team with no room for error. Like, it's another undefeated team. But besides their uh, – I mean, I, I said this before. So they beat Michigan the first week of the season, at, who were ranked number 14th at the time. They beat Stanford, who was ranked number 7th. Uh, and you know beat Syracuse uh, last night, who was ranked 12th. But the the big argument with Notre Dame is that a lot of the teams that they beat at the time that were high ranked are now have had terrible seasons. Um, so 
you know, it's like, uh, did those wins count as much? Uh, at the time, they played them when they were really good. But, yeah, Notre Dame, I just wanted to add that as the last game because, you know, it's another team that uh, I feel like doesn't have much room for error. Uh, they have to win that game, and then and then they'll be good to make the playoffs. So this is going to sound really bad. I know you talked about Les Miles going to Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to say if Kansas wins on Saturday, it'll be the first time they've had more than three wins since 2009. Like, they are a <laughs> god-awful football team. Yeah, yeah. They are, uh, I mean, their basketball team, great. Uh, not so much with the uh, football team. Yeah, like, the past, like, five seasons, like, they've had one or two wins, and they've had, like, maybe one three-win season. It's like, holy cow. Right. All <laughs> right, so, yeah, a lot to look forward to there. Um, you know, college football has been really fun to watch this year. Me getting into it a lot more than I had in previous years, it's definitely – Definitely been a good investment in time, uh, but we will move on to uh, Brundy's in case you missed it segment. All right, so as you guys know, uh, PlayStation has done some very um, drastic changes to, uh, I guess, kind of expand a little bit, like they, how they've done like with Fortnite, that, you know, finally made it so you can actually play with, you know, your friends cross-platform, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a couple other things, um, I, I can't, for some reason, I can't think, think of like the other notable changes they made. There was the uh, the thing with the gamer ta- the you know, yeah yeah the... that, that's what that's yeah. all I was thinking of okay yeah so they made it so you can change your uh, like I think they're called PSN IDs now mm-hmm. um, well now this is just announced that um, and I actually didn't even know this was a thing or this wasn't a thing rather apparently PUBG has been confirmed to come to PlayStation Four. Hmm. Uh, with the release date and a price, uh, it'll uh, it'll be thirty dollars, and it will be released on December seventh. Uh, which I thought pub I thought PUBG was already a thing for PlayStation. I just I guess I had kind of assumed it was, but right. but like damn, like why the hell did they take so long to? do this yeah and i don't know i feel like PUBG and it's not even a, like, it's not even a cross-platform problem yeah like, i don't know i feel like it's kind of dead now <laughs> it's what literally what i'm about to say this is a last grasp for air yep mm. this is a last grasp for air i have nothing against the game uh but with the release of blackout PUBG has kind of been swept under the radar um <laughs> And so I think this is kind of a last grasp for air. They finally they've they've probably been they've probably been trying to figure out how to put it on PlayStation for a while. Uh but this is them be like, okay, look, we're in trouble, let's pull the trigger, let's go. So yeah. uh, that's what I think this is. Which is kind of sad, but you know, I, it makes sense. It's a it's an interesting move. Um I'm not I am interested to see uh how this is gonna get received because to me, you know, everyone's still playing blackout. Even on PlayStation, so I I don't know how people are actually going to want to download this unless they're like diehard uh, PUBG fans, or maybe I'm wrong and everybody wants to try it who don't have a PC. 
and want to try it and then end up liking it or just getting the downloads. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't have any hope for it, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I remember it's a it's an article on GameSpot, and I was like, when I first saw the title, I was like, wait, PUBG's not on PlayStation? Like, that's kind of one of those things where I had kind of assumed, like... Yeah, I didn't really uh, think about it. Yeah, I, I, you don't you don't think about it because, like, it's it's like you can't really play cross-platform on that game with your friends anyway. Um and so like there's no reason for them to hold back on playstation i would think playstation playstation if anything would have wanted it like at its height but mm-hmm. but i i guess i guess you know playstation's thought process back then was different they're like okay we're the best console we're gonna we're not gonna make anything <laughs> we're gonna make mm-hmm. you know kind of make it all about us but right i mean it is interesting to see playstation and like playstation and PUBG doing this uh, mm. Specifically, PUBG because I think they, you know, like you said, PUBG is like dead. Um, but I just thought it was really interesting, like seeing how what PUBG had used to used to be, and kind of and kind of like tying it in with what PlayStation has been doing with the past for the past like month or two. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like expanding a little bit on their uh, on their brand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I don't know I just thought you guys would be interested in that. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't have I, any hope for it. I agree with Bobby. I think that yeah, it's a less. Uh, like I said, I think it's dead. Like I think it's dying. Mm-hmm. I should say so. Kind of just yeah. Let's, let's no, you're, go for it. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not completely wrong. All right, so moving on to the next story. Uh, so what guys would you say, uh, or what animal is like the best imitator? Parrot? Uh, parrot. Yeah, yeah a parrot, of course, okay. right? All right. Okay, so, you know, sometimes if you talk to a parrot, it'll, like, talk back, and it'll have that little fucking chirping, annoying fucking... Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, okay. But, you know, All like, right, there's but, some... There's know, some but, uh... And obviously, you know, parrots, you know, they sometimes live longer than fucking humans. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, like I said, parrots are very good imitators, and they they'll often, you know, just imitate you, talk back, and all that stuff. Uh, so a parrot, and uh, I think it's in Northamptonshire, England, uh, had decided, you know what? Of all the things I'm going to imitate, I'm going to imitate a fucking fire alarm, and I'm going to start <laughs> beeping really loudly. Um, so the owner of the parrot starts freaking out. He's like, "Holy shit! My fire alarm's going off." <laughs> so he so he, he calls the uh he calls the fire department and uh and the fire department like looks around and they're like there's nothing going on but we still hear the beeping. Turns out it's the fucking parrot, you know, <laughs> he, you know, imitating this fucking fire alarm. And the Twitter is uh that like they have a Twitter account that says incident false alarm. This was caused by a parrot impersonating the smoke alarm at a property properly. Excuse me, property. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just like, and if you hear the, if you hear the sound, like it sounds exactly like a fire alarm and like, there's like no, like it it makes complete sense. Like why they started freaking out thinking it was a fire. Let me, let me me listen to this. Yeah. So he just called the fire brigade brigade basically on his parrot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I got to listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's literally perfect. Uh, just wait till y'all hear. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm listening to it now. But yeah, like, oh my god, you see exactly <laughs> what I mean? That's so weird. It's like, it's like exact. 
Yeah. Like, like either, either like it sounds like either like it's like low on batteries or like it's going off. You know, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, I'm never. I what in, in the, what in the hell? Like, oh my god. So <laughs> I, 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 w- I was watching that. I was like, that sounds exactly like a fire alarm. That's... Okay, then. That's not. I no. I'm not owning a goddamn parrot. I would <laughs> kill it. I would break its goddamn neck. <laughs> so, so just imagine, like you know, it's a slow. Like you're a fireman, and it's like kind of a slow day. Nothing's really going on, and all of a sudden, like you get a call, and it's like, all right, shit. You know, let's go help out the people. Turns out it's a fucking parrot. I mean, that's yeah. I would be pissed. I would be fucking pissed off. Yeah, I, I would do. I'd be like, yo, fuck this fucking this bullshit. Yeah, and and parrots are, parrots are fucking assholes. By the way, I never get one. Oh, no. Not no. in my life. Nope. Alright, good boys. <laughs> um, I'm a little right. more seen and, than that. And uh, I'll have I'll have like kind of like one more thing for the end of in case you missed it. So there's this thing going on on Twitter about who um Who's like the most interesting character you've ever had at like a, a school assembly or like a, a school, um, like a school meeting? You know, a couple of people were saying, uh, like Bill Clinton like flew in a, in a helicopter and landed on the school roof. Or something <laughs> like that. So, have you guys had any interesting encounters at your school? We um, had. Um, I can speak for us. We had. Um, encounters like it was random or just uh like like it like it was like it was like like really random or like kind of confusing or like just made you laugh something like that so we had uh if you're familiar with the i don't even know if this is right now but the pop band r5 um they so apparently what happened was uh this girl and like so our in our in me and tyler's school our seventh eighth and high school we're all combined. Uh-huh. So apparently some girl in the seventh grade won a contest to have a private concert at our high school. So <laughs> our high okay. school had a private R5 concert. But the deal was that, so since some girl in the seventh grade won it, it was only the middle school that were allowed to attend the show. Um, so, but the problem was there were so many like people and like so many of the, the the girls especially in the high school who were trying uh to to look in and get in and try and sneak into the show because you know the the, the singers are heartthrobs uh-huh. so so it, it was just it was just funny because it was just buzzing you know everyone was <laughs> waiting outside to try and get on their car you know everyone was trying to get into the gym uh, that's the one that comes to mind immediately for me do you remember that yeah. day no I definitely do that would have been the first one I was when yeah. I was in ninth grade, yeah. we had uh, Roscoe Dash come to our school. What? <laughs> yeah, wow. he, he did that song with uh, Waka Flocka. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and, and he actually came like it was in the morning, and he came on the announcements, and he was like, "Yo, what up? It's your boy Roscoe Dash." And people started like, "I'm serious!" Like flooding the hallways. Like, yeah. Going back to uh, sorry, I just want to say because. I don't know if you guys know who R five is, but it's you I was, know uh, I was gonna say, aren't they like kind of on hiatus now? Well, it's um, they're I'm, like a TV, like like a Disney TV show. What's that guy? Yeah, name? It, it, Ross Lynch's name. Ross Lynch. Name. That's he, it. 
it, it, this kid used to be on a, a Disney TV show and created a band with his brothers and maybe his sister or something like that. I can't really remember. And that's yeah. who they came. Austin so, like, it was literally, yeah, it was yes. that show. Yes. yes. Uh, so, literally, that's what came to our school. Yeah. Um, and my, my sister had a deep obsession with them at the time. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it was weird. It was a weird, it was a weird time. It was a weird day. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for your uh, for your inputs on that conversation. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and move on. Yeah, yes. We're going to finish up the show, as always, with our predictions for this week. Uh, it was a good week last week for us. What we all was that? Yeah, that, was a, that was a hiccup and a burp at the same I'm sorry, time. Sorry, I wasn't going to let that slide. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. It was I don't know what the fuck that was, but Jesus. Uh, we actually all predicted the same teams to win, and they all won. So we went three for three last week. Uh, this yeah! week, God damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that just means everybody goes up. So I still have the lead at 16 points. Brandy, 15. Bobby, 14. Uh, we have last to, place, as usual. Three games. One point off. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I have three games this week. First game, uh, we wanted to mix it up a little bit. Two good teams this year. Uh, maybe not everybody expecting. Uh, Houston, Houston at Washington. Then we have the Sunday night primetime game, Minnesota at Chicago, and the big one on Monday night. A game that was supposed to be played in Mexico, which is no longer. It's being played in L.A., um, Kansas City versus L.A. So we will start off with the Houston-Washington game. Bobby, give me your prediction. Okay, so I, I, mm, I the Redskins have been, have been uh, solid this year. Um, I think Houston still has a missing piece for them. So now we have – these two teams are weird. These two teams are freaking weird because the, these teams, you know, last year were, were, were looked at as, as you know, low-tier, no-hope type teams, at least, at least to me. Am I, would, I, would I be correct in saying that? Like, I mean, Deshaun Watson got injured last year. Like, he was having a good right, year until he got Right, and that's part injured. of it. And that's part of it. I know. I understand that. Um. But to me, there's they still considered this kind of low tier team. Uh, now we have you know Redskins topping the NFC East, Texas topping the AFC South. This shit is so backwards because the Jaguars are last in the AFC South for God's sake, <laughs> and and Eagles are are third in the NFC East. I, th- there's God, what is this season? Okay, anyway, I I I just think the Skins have a more solid ground than Houston does. So I have the Skins uh, beating Houston twenty seven to seventeen in a bit of a barn burner. Yeah, and it's it's kind of it's really funny what you're saying about the AFC South because like with the Jags in last place and the are are the Texans in first? Yeah. Texans are top of the AFC yeah. South, correct? That's fucking crazy because I would literally think it'd be completely flipped. Yep, don't sleep but, on the Titans though. Here they come. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, and but whatever. I so I'm. So the Houston Texans have won six straight games, and uh, they just came off their bye week. So I think they're definitely going to keep that momentum going. Um, they've looked really well in the games that they have won, and like the games that they have lost, they've only lost by like one possession, which they could very easily. Well, I mean, I'm, you could say that for just about any team, but they, you know, they they very easily could be. Um, Fuck, you you know nine and nine and well not nine and no probably but like you know eight and one or something like that. Yeah. Um. But so they're looking they're looking really good with uh their uh six straight wins, 
uh, it's kind of hard to tell with the Redskins kind of what the fuck they're doing. Because like you said, you know, last season they were, um, you know, a, they they weren't even really a fringe playoff team. They were just like a mediocre bad team kind of thing. Right. This this season, though, they've definitely showed improvements. And I've liked uh, what I've seen so far. They, you know, they got some pretty impressive win and wins, including a win over uh, Green Bay, I think. Um, I don't see them uh, continuing that, though. I, I've got uh, I've got Houston taking this one 30 to 20. Uh, and I've said this in the past about games, but this just feels like one of those games that's going to be really sloppy, some turnovers, uh, weird scoring. That's why I put a weird score down. I got Houston winning 19-14. Um, how they get 19, I'm not really sure how. I haven't really thought about that. Uh, but they'll get like a safety or some bullshit. 38-2. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just going to go with that. Like I said, I think it's going to be really sloppy. going to keep it short. Um, Texans look good. I uh, got my boy DT there now, which is sad to see. But, yeah, um, give him a – you know, they, they played him against the Broncos and then give him a week, another – you know, the bye week to figure stuff out playbook-wise. So, yeah, I just have uh, Houston winning this game. Uh, next game, Minnesota at Chicago. Chicago having a really good year. Uh, I know a lot of people expected them to be good, um, like, you know, for years to come, but maybe not this quick. But here we are. Uh, against the Vikings, uh, Bobby, go ahead. So this one, I got Minnesota winning twenty-one to seventeen. Uh, Chicago's been strong. Um, a lot of it for pretty obvious. I don't think I need to go into it. I mean, uh, so th- this one was kind of tough, right? I, I think it, mo- most of it's just me making kind of a, a postseason prediction. I, I think Minnesota is going to have this insane run. Like these last few games. Um, also, I'm, I try, I'm just trying to get Captain Kirk to actually do something for me. But anyway, um, I don't know, man. I'm still not. A, I'm still not behind the Bears yet, even though they've been doing well. I, but I think Minnesota is a strong team that's going to be a thorn in the side in the NFC uh, come postseason. So I really think Minnesota is going to take this one twenty-one to seventeen. It's going to be close. It might come down to one last possession. Um, might come down to one last pass. Who knows? I don't know. I like this game, but this is really hard for me. Uh, I, I can't get behind Chicago yet. I don't know why. This is, this is my same thing with what I was saying about Mahomes in the beginning of the goddamn season, but then I was turned completely wrong. I can be completely wrong, and I'm aware of this, but I, I, I can get behind Minnesota easier than I can behind Chicago. So I'm not entirely sure why you can't get behind Chicago because like they've had very close games against very good teams. Green Bay, New England, and then Miami Dolphins team that, okay, you know, you could argue that was kind of a trap game, but, you know, every NFL team has a trap game from time to time. Because Chicago's uh, team is so, so uh, stretchy. Like, they, 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 they seem to go on these streaks. But then I, I just I just think they're going to fall at some point. I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm actually kind of, you know, I, I was kind of low on them to begin the season. I wasn't sure. um how Trubisky was going to play. I wasn't sure how, uh, how the season was going to uh, go in general. Uh, and one of the things I, one of the things I really like about the bears is like, they, I'm looking at the rest of their schedule. You know, I'd say maybe the hardest, like they've got two games left in the season that I would say are like difficult, which is the Rams and Packers. And then they could easily, you know, I'd say if they could like split, you know, those two games, they're, like they're in business, 
Uh, and I, I think, I think the, I think, I think the road to the um, road to the playoffs uh, starts in this game um, against the uh, against the Vikings. So I'm going to have the Bears winning against Minnesota, 27 to 20. Um, I this is a tough one for me. Uh, it just has that feel to me that uh, you know Minnesota. Not that they're struggling this year, but they're so ex- up and down. Their expectations coming into the season were really high, and it just feels like this needs to be one of those wins to get them, um, you know, to win this division. Like this, if they want to win this division, this is a game they have to win. Like, there's no doubt about that. So, um, I have this kind of a high-scoring game, 34-29. <clears throat> um, you know, I gotta say one thing. Mitch Trubisky has looked really good this this year, and I know a lot of people were kind of bashing them for moving up and taking him at two when uh, last year, when you know, uh, not or la- whenever he got drafted. I'm trying to think. Um, it wouldn't be last year. I guess it would be the year before. So, um, yeah, I think uh, you know he's had a really good, really good season, and um, and uh, you know a lot of people, like I said, were being negative, but he's been really good. Um, so, uh, I look to see him progress. Uh, that defense looks good there, but like I said, I just, I just have a feeling this is a game Minnesota kind of shows out for, um, and comes up with the win. Um, and okay. The last game on the slate is the, maybe the game of the season. Um, a game, again, like I said, that was supposed to be played in Mexico city, but, uh, with the, <laughs> with the turf being as bad as it was, it's being, see, don't look at that picture. It is terrible. Yeah. Right. Dear God. Um, you know, Two uh two teams with one loss uh coming in. So Bobby, uh what's your prediction for the game? All right. So for me, I have this one being a back and forth game. Uh and I got the Rams taking this one, 35-28. So Mahomes has been hot. I don't need to go into that. <laughs> I, I know I'm dead wrong. Uh Gurley has been I he's been a goddamn beast, dude. Jesus. Mm. Um, but I, Kansas City's defense is, is not there and is not even close to there yet. So I think this is something that LA is going to be able to kind of run over early. And the same goes for LA. Their, their defense isn't totally there either. Um, but these are both offensively strong teams. So to me, this is just going to be down to a final shootout. And to me, uh, I like the idea of LA in the end, uh, red zone more than Kansas City. So this might come down to one possession. But this will be back and forth the entire game. And again, like I said, I got Rams 35-20 on this one. All right. So I my my head says the Rams, but my heart says Kansas City. So it's very hard for me to decide who I feel like is actually going to win this. So I'm looking at Kansas Kansas City's schedule right now. I don't I would argue that Kansas City has only played maybe one good team so far. Um the Patriots uh the, Well okay, the, they've only won against one good team, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say yeah. And I would say that that team is probably the Pittsburgh Steelers. And like that and the Pittsburgh Steelers are quite honestly they're nothing special this season. I, you um, also you got to throw in the Chargers too cuz the Chargers are 7 and 2 right now and I know the Chiefs beat them in week 1 so well, you gotta remember, I'm probably the lowest person here on the Chargers. So yeah, I don't get it. They're seven and two. It's still not good enough for you, anyway. <laughs> so, go. All right, and then <laughs> and then I'm looking at the loss. You know, the you know, I'm looking at the the Rams schedule. Uh, they've 
beat some very good teams. You know, the Packers, uh, they've had a, they, they played a close game against the Saints. They lost that. Uh, this, uh, I would say, I would say the Seahawks as well. Like they're definitely underperforming though, but they're nothing but, you know, it, it's, and, it, and it's always like, you know, Bobby, you're always high in Russell Wilson. You, you know, it's hard to count the Seahawks out as long as they have him. Exactly. Uh, and they did, uh, they beat them twice. Um, and, and I guess if you want to throw in the chargers as well, but I don't really want to. Bro, <laughs> my God, man. So, so my argument for this game is that Kansas city has had a much easier schedule than the Rams have. So with that said, I still think Kansas city is a great team. So it's hard to, it, it's hard to argue against both, or it's hard to argue against one team over another, in my opinion, for this game, because both teams, they're nine and one. Uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. No. Yeah. They're, they're both nine and one. Yeah, so unfortunately, one team's got to lose. I'm going with the Rams, twenty-eight to fourteen. Uh, and yeah, I will say um, to this game, uh, if there was any game that could finish like I don't know, seventy to sixty-nine, this would be the game. Nice. But this nice. You got that right. Uh, <laughs> it just feels like a game that is going to shoot out. I have the score being 37-34. Just I'm trying to be reasonable here, and and LA's defense is is good. Don't get me wrong, but their like their secondary has been banged up all year, um, which just kind of hurt them. You know, Talib has been out. Uh, Marcus Peters, I he's been playing, but he's been dealing with an injury. Um, you know, and and they still got you know Sue and Donald up front, but you know the secondary has been hurting them. And then as for KC, that. You know, they, they've they been dealing with some injuries, too. Eric Berry's been out all year, but that defense, it's gotten better, but it was terrible the first couple of weeks of the season. So, yeah, I see this game shooting out. Like I said, uh, 37-34 uh, is my score. It's going to be a huge game. I'm very excited. Uh, I want to, before we end the show, I just want to say, I just, uh, you know, shouting out Adam Schefter again, just tweeted out something that something we're probably gonna have to cover in the future. Jaguars likely to consider trading Jalen Ramsey in off season. Oh my yeah. Um that's gonna be something we might have to cover. But anyway, that is it for this show. Um as always you can find us on Twitter at Come Play Network. Um Brandy's been doing, as we said before, a very good job over there. Just put the polls out for this week's um there and Zach started the week this week. Uh, but yeah, we will be back sometime next week, uh, covering more stories. Hopefully we get, uh, some better stories. Uh, but that is all for us. Uh, we will see you next week for episode 14 of the Complete Podcast. Peace.